Welcome to Bookmark, where you can take a pause and dive into the wide world of literature. This is Becca, and I'm here today with... Miss Sombricker. And we just want to give a little disclaimer that this episode may contain spoilers, so listen at your own risks. Um, the views expressed are the views of the participants and not shared with the Benton School District. And this does include some heavy content, so just uh, listen at your own risk. Today we're going to be talking about 13 Reasons Why by Jay Asher. 13 Reasons Why is a difficult book to read. Uh, I agree. It, it includes um, so many different aspects of abuse. It does. And uh, so we know that especially if people have suffered abuse, that it really becomes a personal, a personal endeavor because you're like reading about something that happened to you that's happening to somebody else. And even though it's, it's in a book, it, it can be so real and it can touch so many personal issues. And like for young adults, there are so many that can relate to so many of the things that happened in the book. Like there was assault, there was substance abuse, bullying, suicide, uh, Suicidal thoughts, a plan for suicide, the gun violence, and just so many real-life issues. Uh, even just the, especially on the bullying at school, the picking on someone. Yeah. That can be so detrimental to people. And you don't really, like where we think it can be a joke, it's really not to them. It's really a very serious accusation. Uh and then, you know, like uh, ruining somebody's reputation with things that you're talking about and things that you're saying about them. And you just take it for whoever's spreading the rumor, you just take their word for it. And if you don't find out for real that that person is guilty or innocent, then you're doing an injustice to them. Yeah. And we know, especially for high schools, especially because we're at a high school, it we are very... I mean, it's, we're very aware of that if we watch uh, the different groups and how they treat each other. I think that's something that really happens a lot in high school is just rumor spreading. And it's something that kind of sticks with you because nobody wants to take that extra effort out of their time to go find out if it's true or not. Exactly. So as, as a counselor, uh, you know, we are there for our students. Hopefully they will come to us when they're suffering from uh, people like calling them names or, or starting a rumor about them and it's it's a very delicate situation it's very hard to get to the bottom of it sometimes um, so as a counselor we do our best here to like get to the bottom of who said what and try to resolve the issue and sometimes uh, and, and especially with social media these days uh, there's so much stuff that kids will start on social media and even it comes into the school where we have to deal with it and how yeah. to stop it. And that, that gets to be very tedious because you're, part of it is personal business outside of school, but when it's affecting what's going on in our school, then we have the right to get involved and try to resolve yeah. that. Uh, I know from, uh, all right, so from reading the book for my second time, uh, it's hard to follow sometimes, you know, changing from one voice to another, who's talking at this point and, you know, following the characters. Uh, 
it's very sad. This is a very sad situation. In the, in it the, is. Uh, I, I think as a counselor, this is, I mean, it's a great literature piece to be used to educate students. Um, I know Ms. that we have taught it before here, and I hope that we continue to teach it because it opens up avenues for people for students to find out where to go to get help. Yeah. And sometimes if you don't read about something like this or have a personal experience, then you don't know where to go when it's time to get the help. I feel like it can also just kind of open up those old wounds, like things that you think are healed, but whenever you read this book and you're like, that's not okay, and you really just kind of get get a sense of the situation that you're in, and that maybe you do need help, that maybe you haven't completely resolved that issue. And I think it might make people want to reach out and find that. That's a really good, that's a good point. Uh, because I know, like, as a individual, I can relate to some of this abuse. Mm-hmm. And so it does open up old wounds. And depending on how old they are, you know, it's sometimes it's a light visit to an old situation because of age. But then if it happened recently in someone's life, then it could, it can open up the terror and the pain of it all, all over again to an extreme, uh, you know, to an extreme amount where, and then you want, then you're hoping that if it does that, that they will reach out yeah. to get the help that they need. So... As a counselor, I want to promote that 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 no matter how hurt you feel or scared, don't hesitate to reach out to that adult. And if it's, if it's not your counselor, then somebody that you trust implicitly. Just you trust them so much. And maybe if you just open up to a friend, then they can help you find the person that you need to talk to. But as an advocate for students, I would love to see people who need help to start with the counselors and um, then we know what to do for you, which way, which direction to help guide you and get you the help that you need. Yeah. So a little bit about this book that we are talking about is it kind of just follows the story of Hannah Baker and it also talk it's based around Clay reading this and or listening to these cassette tapes. So, as it's called in the chapter, 13 Reasons Why, she's pretty much just telling her story of why she committed suicide and the 13 reasons that caused it. And each reason is a different person. So, the first one is Justin Foley. And pretty much what happens is she has her first kiss. She really enjoyed it, but it ends up turning into a rumor. And that's kind of the beginning of where her reputation starts to crumble a little bit. And the second one is Jessica Davis. She um, is Hannah's friend, and they're dating, or no, <laughs> they both like the same guy, and then Jessica starts dating the guy, and um, the guy ends up making a list of who's hot, who's not, and they end up putting Jessica and Hannah on opposite ends just to kind of ruin that friendship and um 
Yeah. So that leads us to the third reason, which is Alex. That's the guy that made the list. And he ends up saying that Hannah has the best booty in class and then puts Jessica as the worst. And that just kind of ruins their things between Jessica and Hannah. And they end up getting into a big fight about it. And Hannah gets slapped in the face by Jessica. I know, this is a lot. Fourth reason is Tyler Down. And he's a creepy little stalker dude who takes pictures of people. Like, he stands outside Hannah's window, takes pictures of her, and makes her think she's crazy for a little bit. So that's a whole thing. And then number five is Courtney Crimson. She just wanted to be friends with Hannah. That way she could make more people like her. She just kind of abused that friendship. And she'd want rides with Hannah. Hannah would give her rides. But whenever it came to actually like being seen with Hannah, she was like, nah. And um, you want to say a few? All right. So Marcus Cole, you know, he meets up with her at uh, the restaurant. And they're in the booth. And so he tries to like put some moves on Hannah that are inappropriate. Uh, Teenagers explore, but, you know, come on. Trying to grab somebody in a restaurant. Uh, Zach Dempsey. Zach asks her out and she says no. So he takes her notes from her bag in the classroom. The, about the poems that, you know, that they write. And it's just, he just invaded her privacy so much. Yep. Uh, Sherry Holland. Um, okay. I don't really, okay, I don't really remember this one. You want to talk about Sherry? Yeah. Because I'm not sure. So, um, Ryan is the one that steals, uh, Hannah's poem and publishes it to the school, but what happens is instead of people, like, liking her poem, they just make fun of it, and so it just kind of takes that private poem that she had made and gets ridiculed by the whole school. Um, Sherry Holland is a cheerleader, I believe, and they go to a party together. She goes there because someone she likes is there, and um, whenever they're going to leave the party, they're both pretty intoxicated, and they get in the car, and uh, Sherry ends up hitting a stop sign, and she wants to leave, but Hannah's like, no, somebody could get hurt from this, And she ends up telling Hannah to get out of her car. And she drives off. And so Hannah goes to the nearest um, phone that she can find because she doesn't have hers. And she calls the police. But it's too late because a man gets hit and killed from the stop sign. And then um, Clay Jensen, he's in there. But he didn't really do anything. She puts him in here. That way she can kind of apologize to him. And let him understand why she did what she did. Because he really did try to get to know her. And they were at a party together. And they were talking and hanging out. And then they started kissing. And she was like, no, we're done kissing. And it's kind of meaningful in the book. Because he does end up leaving. But nobody found out about it. Because he didn't make up rumors about it. And that was like kind of her first time to be with a guy or do something with a guy and it not get told everywhere and so she's giving him kind of like an apology tape 
And then the 11th is Justin Foley again. It's kind of like a part two. And Justin is dating Jessica at the time that she had kissed Clay and told him to stop. She was pretty drunk, so she was hiding in the floor. And Justin left Jessica in the room. That way she could get some sleep, I guess. And then he let Bryce walk in and take advantage of her. And then, yeah, your turn. Take advantage of an intoxicated girl is just so appalling. And, uh, I mean, like, I cannot imagine how the girl felt. That's just, oh my gosh, it's just devastating. And then there's Kevin Porter, who Hannah talks to about Bryce and tells her to report the incident. Mm-hmm, because Bryce also took advantage of Hannah when she was drunk. Right. So, wow, that's a lot of, um, oh, that's, some, that's a lot of abuse. And it all kind of spread. Like, it started as a rumor, and it kind of just damaged her reputation. And these things started happening in order of that reputation. Because if, I feel like if Justin Foley hadn't turned it around and she would have kept that good reputation, she would have never been brought into those other incidents. So it's like the list and the um, the stalker dude. I feel like he wouldn't have targeted Hannah. And um, even Marcus Cole, whenever he tried to get Hannah in the booth. Right. Now, the stalker guy, I was like, I don't know. I kind of thought he was, that he was a stalker no matter what. Because she, especially because she lived across the street. Mm-hmm. I just felt like because of his personality, he might have stalked her anyway. Because she, yeah. was, she was convenient. Yeah, she definitely was. Right, but then the, in, the, the, the inspiration from the list did not help by Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, so overall, it's a really, it's a really good book, but it can be very, I mean, like it really makes you think. It does. And it, it, I hope that it makes people aware of what not to do to people. You know, don't, don't be mean. Don't start rumors about people. Um, I mean, I'm kind of that that's how I think life should be. Do unto others as they, you know, as you would have them do unto you. And so, so much of this is so mischievous. And, um, I'm sure at some point, some of it they thought might be innocent, but, um, an assault to another human being is not okay by any means. And it is, it should be, people that do that should be punished. Yep. So someone, Some questions for you is, what would be the steps for somebody who might be experiencing a lot of just things piling on top of each other and they feel like their only way out is through killing themselves? Well, it's a very serious uh, situation to think about. Um, In my, like in my endeavor as a counselor and as a mom and a friend to people um, the best thing to do when you are feeling so overwhelmed by so many things is to reach reach out and sadly enough that's the most difficult step to make so if you can just get enough grit in yourself to reach out to somebody so that they can 
so that they can help. Because when you make that first step to lean on somebody, they will be there for you and they will help you like advance. They will get you maybe to the person that you need to be. But And, and let's say if you don't have somebody that you feel like you can, um, like a friend or relative or something that you can lean on, then try your best to, like if you're just overwhelmed with all of this and you, feel t you just feel terrible, call the uh, national hotline. Mm -hmm. Even start with that because nobody can see you. You know, you know they can just hear your voice, and so that's kind of a, a unique way to get started. But also, high school counselors are great uh, advocates for students, and they will help you in the steps in getting the right help. Um, maybe uh, someone at your church. Uh, they're not, people are not as judgmental as you think sometimes. But, and I know sometimes when you're at church, you're thinking, oh, everybody's looking at me and they're judging me. But that's not always the case. So even if it's somebody at church, please just, you know, reach out. And so that's a given in any situation is to reach out. And if you are a friend to someone who you, you know might be so overwhelmed with so many things and you think that they might, be suicidal don't hesitate to report that to somebody like take it to an adult take it to your counselor take it to whomever uh, even sometimes with your best friend it's hard to do this but like if you are feeling something weird about your friend take it to their parent they may hate you for a little while but they'll get over it I promise you they will get over it when you when that I mean they'll know in the long run that you're just help, trying to yeah do you have any additional information you'd like to just tell anybody? Well, I wish I had brought the suicide hot, you know, the hotline suicide number. We could maybe add that somewhere. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, the National Suicide, um, there are all kinds of, um, there's all kinds of help out there. We, I just hope that people will even use this as an inspiration to like reach out and get some help. Yeah. Well, um, if you ever have any additional questions, you can always go to, like, a trusted adult and get more information on it. But this has been Bookmarked. Thank you for li listening, and we will catch you next week. All music is by Fez Lion Studios. Thank you. If you or anybody else is ever struggling, don't be afraid to reach out and call the Suicide Prevention Hotline. And their number is 800 273 8255